Hi, Bonnie. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for the invitation. What was the common theme that ran through your 13 value for money audit this year? Um, You know, there's a lot of work now that's being done uh, for taxpayers, but done by non-government service providers. And we're basically um, saying that uh, they have a shared responsibility in ensuring that taxpayer dollars are well spent. And what we noticed in the majority of our audits this year is that they do play quite an influential role in decision-making and that the pendulum probably has swung a little bit more in their favor versus in the taxpayer's favor, and, and that needs to be um, fixed. So they're taking advantage of the fact that these uh, some of these contracts are funded by taxpayers and maybe the government's not really uh, looking at their uh, work ethics so closely. I, th- I think it's one of those things where, you know, everyone wants good relationships and, and collaborative and working together. But at some point, I think, you know, government needs to take a stand and say, you know, these are this is where the boundaries are, and, and we need to make decisions to make sure that taxpayer dollars are well spent. All right, let's break down your audit here and uh, start off with uh, what your findings were regarding e-health. I found them quite interesting. Um, e-health is a, is a, it's a great initiative, and it's one that should continue, but we did find that $8 billion has been spent in the last 14 years, and, and we say the government needs a, a plan, and they need a final budget, and they need to publicly report on that so that we know at the end of the day when e-health records for patients will be in place fully and how much it will cost. And, uh, you know, right now there are pockets of success out there, but there really isn't cross-regional information sharing. There's a lot of data that's not in the system. You know, if you live in one place and you take an X-ray, you have to carry it to your doctor versus it being electronically flowed. Um, Part of the problem in in terms of the complexity of this is that really the government hasn't prescribed the software and hardware to the degree necessary to make sure that this is done fast. And uh, and the rules around making sure all the information is there that's needed. So uh, we basically say, you know, go ahead, but but put in place some good monitoring, uh, management monitoring controls. You know, as a taxpayer, I I just think it's amazing that we've been working on this for 14 years and we find out that there's no strategy or budget. Yeah, I I think the focus has always been on the organization called eHealth Ontario, where they've been responsible for some projects, but a lot of the spending has been flowed into the healthcare sector to get patient information sort of at the grassroots. And it's bringing all that information together, you know, and when you have different hardware, software, um, different mandates and areas, that creates complexity to get it done quickly. You know, we're always hearing from whether it be uh, our, you know, uh, our liberal liberal government, the provincial government now, or uh, our local governments, that, you know, we have these problems with infrastructure and uh, traffic is a big problem. And then we find out, you know, that you focused on a lot of the, uh, you expressed some concern today on Ontario's highways and how they're not being maintained properly. Uh, some of the, your findings in this uh, audit are just mind-boggling to me. Uh, contractors using poor quality asphalt, they're, you know, costing the government millions in repairs and adding to drivers' frustrations. Can you just highlight what you found with regards to our infrastructure on our highways? Right. Um, premature cracking in the pavement has been um, experienced over a number of years. And around 2005, um, the government determined that there were two tests that could be done to make sure that the asphalt um, was of good quality. And uh, those two tests weren't put in place for five years. 
One was put in place um, uh, in 2012, but you need both of them to make sure that the asphalt that's being laid is of good quality. And as a result of not having those two tests in place, um, asphalt has been prematurely cracking. We have examples in the reports where, you know, highways that are supposed to last for uh, 15 years, the cracking is happening within three years, and then the province is having to pay for repairs on that asphalt that you know was originally supposed to uh, last 15 years. So, we but think- why are we paying repairs when some of these are actually still under warranty? Because that's the finding you also discovered, no? Right. We think this is another area where the pendulum has swung too far, and we think the province needs to take a, a stand and, and uh, ensure that. Uh, proper materials are used for those highways so that this doesn't happen in the future. We also think there's asphalt sampling tests that are uh, basically under the control of contractors. We think the government needs to take charge of that to make sure that at the end of the day, the highways are do have the appropriate asphalt on it. So these are changes that need to be made. We're also hearing that Queen's Park has failed to deal with questionable road contractors. And basically, they not only pay out some bonuses, but they still allow them to bid on future jobs. Yeah, we were we were surprised when we saw that uh, poor performing contractors are still allowed to do work. At one point, there was a clause in the contract that um, could restrict that. I, MTO never did restrict them. But we think that's better than not having anything in the contract. That clause has been removed. But we do think it's similar to your own house. If you have something done to your house and your contractor, you know, renovates poorly, how many times are you going to go back to the same contractor? And that's exactly what we saw here is that they do, um, they do get involved with contractors that have poor, uh, poor records with them. And, uh, and that is costing more money. And you would think they'd have a black mark on that particular contractor, but it seems that the government is being run like a, it's not being run like a business. It's being manipulated like a parent who's handing out money that feels bad for you. Oh, you know, I'll give my son another chance. Here you go. Yeah, I think I think the thing here is that, you know, you're kind of caught in the middle sometimes, right? Because you, you choose a contractor, they do bad work, and you don't want to choose them again. And then they start saying, well, you're, they're being treated unfairly. And so you try and keep a relationship so that doesn't happen. Plus, you want maybe to have a good market of competition for business. But at the same time, we're thinking, you know, when we look at all this, it's just it's too much. And it's time to say, you know what, if you do work for the government, it's got to be done well. And if you don't do work for the government, there should be consequences. Yeah, you said you found nothing uh, criminal. But, you, you know, I think what we found was poor practices and mismanaging of the taxpayer dollars. I want to very quickly with you, Bonnie, here ask you, because you found some problems with Metrolinx, too. It's gone off the rails when it comes to properly completing projects on time and on, on budget. Is uh, Metrolinx becoming the new e-health? I would say that they they have more to do in the area of oversight over the consultants and contractors and we did see repeat uh, problems. You know, they are using design consultants and contractors that they've had problems with, and they're giving them other chances. Bonnie, can you highlight one of them? Because the bridge guy, especially. Um, yeah, there was a project where um, you know I think it's a, a, a crossway over over the 401, and uh, part of it was finished, and and they had problems with the first phase, and um, they ended up giving the business of the second phase to the same contractor, and there's still issues on the second phase. And, uh, you know, they've had other problems before with the same contractor. I just want to break in. It's because he actually installed a bridge truss upside down and then they gave him work again. Are we picking favorites? Is that a problem here? You know, 
we didn't see that in the selection process. We just see in the actual monitoring of the work that they're doing, the oversight, that uh, a better job of oversight is needed. And, and you can't always trust that everything you're paying for is getting done the way you want it to be done. You've got to be in there checking as well.